Thanksgiving at the Stapleton household was a decidedly colder affair. A formal dinner was served on China that had been handed down through no less than six generations, while the staff, both the regular household staff members and those who were hired to make sure the meal went off without a hitch, stood at attention around the spacious dining room. Crystal rolled her eyes at the pretentiousness of having stiff-backed servants wait on their every whim as relatives, noted guests, and more than a few politicians would stuff themselves on food that her mother hadn't cooked, but that she was complimented on just the same. Crystal didn't have the nerve to wear her more comfortable outfit this time, not with the governor and his wife joining them again and certainly not after the way her mother had handled it last time. She'd come home one afternoon to find her closet raided, her favorite outfits replaced with business suits and formal dresses. Even her T-shirts and pajama pants had been replaced with silk nightgowns, and Crystal couldn't even think about where her underwear and sports bras had gone to, only to be replaced with pieces that made her blush just thinking about them. No... This time, she played the game the way her parents expected her to. She stood ramrod straight as she made the rounds of the room, mingling with her parents' guests. The light from the chandelier glinted off her engagement ring as she stroked the row of pearls that hung around her neck. She made pleasant small talk with important people and did an overall stellar job of making sure everyone enjoyed their time at the Stapleton home. When it was time to adjourn to the dining room, she seated herself between two important people and pretended to listen politely as they spoke about their businesses, their families, and their hobbies. Her father led the group in a blessing over the meal as her mother smiled adoringly, her teeth gritted behind her close-pressed and painted lips. The group of nearly forty bowed their heads as Jim gave thanks for family, friends, wealth, and Texas, adding the country as a whole almost as an afterthought. With a collective, Amen, the group began chattering at once as plates were piled high with the help of the kitchen staff who moved among the guests. So, Crystal, tell us about your wedding plans, dear, an older woman to her right gushed between bites of sweet potatoes. Crystal covered her mouth with her linen napkin as she chewed a bite of roast turkey, swallowed, and then smiled. "'Well, we have hardly had any time at all to talk about it,' she explained in response. "'We only just got engaged a few weeks ago.' "'But surely you've been planning this for ages. It's every girl's dream. And to be marrying a young man like Dale. Well, I'm sure you know how lucky you are,' the woman replied." as though the wedding and the union were Crystal's crowning achievement. Crystal smiled at her politely, then shook her head slightly. She opened her mouth to answer, but caught the glare her mother was casting in her direction. Um, well, my mother is actually helping plan the wedding. I'm just far too busy, and, of course, you know she has exquisite taste. If left up to me, I'd have us married at some tiny church, and the reception at Arby's— Mother knows all the right things to do. She knew she was piling it on pretty thick, and so did her mother, who clenched her jaw down at the end of the table to keep from saying something uselessly snide. More importantly, though, 
The governor's wife didn't know that this was really Crystal's way of saying that she had no control over her own wedding. It was her job to put on the dress, walk down the aisle, and say, I do. And that was all. Crystal made it through the rest of the meal without destroying any more social graces, then adjourned to the main living room with the guests. Dale came and stood beside her at the fireplace for the first time all evening, even though he'd managed to smile adoringly in her direction once or twice during dinner. He slipped an arm around her waist, and Crystal leaned closer to him, letting his possessiveness serve as a shield around her that protected her from all of the scrutiny and good, but misguided intentions of her parents' set of friends. "'I forgot to tell you how beautiful you look,' Dale said quietly in her ear, warming her to her toes. "'Thank you. You're quite handsome yourself, you know,' she answered. "'But aren't you uncomfortable in that suit and tie? I'd feel stifled in it.'